0: Welcome to Burning Metal with your host and Forge Master G Metal. We have a great episode today of Anti Villains. It's gonna be metal. Let's start the Forge! Anti Villains are a great asset to any story. They're super metal. They're all over the place. They're here, they're there. Listen, it, Anti-villains are just great concept characters who are always still villains. That's a big key to them. We're gonna get into the deeper meanings of anti-villains and everything that comes with them, with their values, how their backstories affect them, what their morals do. It's gonna be it's gonna be so metal. Plus, the anti-villain never truly changes because he is who he is. A big thing about the anti-villain for any story is his allegiances, where he lies and where he doesn't lie. We'll get into detail why he's never on the same side twice. You know what I'm saying? It's just in a, it's a, it's a an unique character trait. Villains are only bad when the fighting are the villains. Anti-heroes are who they are all the time. They don't really change much. Time to cool the blade. The very first anti-villain G-Meta has ever encountered in any forms of media was the character of Zoom, or Professor Zoom, or Earpard Than. Why is he the first one ever? I don't know exactly. But he is a very good anti-villain. He acts as a villain, yes, but he is always motivated in a better light, better motivations than a regular villain. It's not for his sake that he does what he does, it's for the Flash's sake. He believes he can make The Flash a better hero by giving The Flash more heroic moments and more strength to solve through if he does something bad to Flash. He believes making Flash a better hero is him doing his job. It's not to, it's not a selfish desire of anything else other than becoming the reason why Barry Allen is in fact the best superhero he could ever be whole backstory is he wants to make the flash a better hero because that is his childhood dream and he looks at the flash as i can help you become better now his actions speak villainous but his motives are pure and any anti-villain any anti-villain that does things like that they're just kind of crazy i will say that but ultimately 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 they're really aiming for a positive outcome and you just never know what that will come out to be anti-villains are there with a code of ethics a code of honor zoom's code of ethic is how can he make barry allen the best hero he can ever be and he goes long and far to make sure he makes barry allen the best by murdering certain people in his family by putting people in jeopardy and making sure barry can exceed limits it's kind of like a joke to Eobard at that point. And in the same sense, you see where he comes from, but he doesn't have to do what he has to, but he believes he has to. His ethics won't let him do otherwise. Eobard Than is such a good anti-villain. For that reason. The Flash has to face that. To be the best hero. It's almost giving Thawne what he wants. But that's what Barry also wants. So he has to struggle with that. Earbud Thawne is by far one of the best DZ villains. For that reason. He's not after money. He's not after gold. He's after Barry Allen becoming. The best superhero in history. And he is, He goes for the gold on this one. With many actions. That you would be like whoa. But Earbud Thawne is in fact. A true anti-villain. We'll get into others later, but he's the pinnacle of what an anti-villain really is. Good motives, but with bad actions and bad endings. Time to grind. A major thing about an anti-villain is this. The thing is, they want to have good things happen. They aim for good things to happen. And they know what they're doing is wrong. But the outcome in their head is the correct outcome, right? There could be many things. Many, many things can go wrong. But if the outcome happens, they're justified in their actions. They know they're bad. That's the thing. And Anti-Villain doesn't see himself as the hero. He sees himself as the necessary evil for the next step of good. He takes that step that the hero won't take. And the hero not taking it empowers him. The hero has to be the hero. And the anti-villain knows that. And he respects that the hero will not take the step that potentially makes you evil. A villain is that. A villain is a hero who takes the necessary step for something that he believes is absolutely right. And the anti-villain understands why the hero can't do it. Because they would change him make him different, he won't be the same hero. And the anti-villain respects that of the hero, because the anti-villain himself also has a code of ethics, a code of conduct, so to speak. So the hero and the anti-villain, and an anti-hero and a villain, they're all connected, but the anti-villain's more connected to the hero. He's just more connected to the side of the hero that isn't The good side. He understands he has to take that step because the hero won't take it. But he wants the best for the other hero. He wants to see if the hero can actually get it done. Anti-villains are very individualistic. Just like an anti-hero and a villain. But they have a code of conduct, like I said before. And this individualism is what makes them the anti-villain. They stick to a rule set. And that rule set is what rules them. They're not unhonored. They're not dishonorable. They're not the kind of people you can't trust. As long as they align with you, motive-wise, you can trust an anti-villain. You really can. They will go all the way for you. That's the kind of person they are. They're honest. They're forgiving. But they're ruthless. Aggressive. And they know what they want. They're not unstable. They're a consistent person. They are a developed person. Just like the hero. They are a developed person just like the hero, who they know what they want and they go after. The anti-villain is the opposite of the anti- uh, of the hero. They're both motivated. They both know what they want. And they both think of themselves as someone who is a necessary thing for society. The hero, because you protect innocence. The anti-villain, because he is what pushes society into that direction. The anti-villain understands people's motives. Understands people won't take the hard choice. But the outcome he believes could become a better outcome. The villain only looks for that kind of ending if it benefits him. If it benefits the cause he's been living his whole life. The anti-hero does not also fall into that. The anti-hero is someone who's teeter-totters. But because of his motives don't always fit what he's trying to pull off. He's trying to develop into what he wants to become. The anti-villain on the other hand is someone who is developed. He is someone who's ready for what he needs to get done, and he's ready to do whatever is deemed necessary to get it done. Whether that be motivating a hero like Flash, or in Format Alchemist, a character named Kimblee. Kimblee was a villain at first, and he did all the villainous stuff. But when one of the villains, towards the end of the show, went back on his own actions and code of ethics, he saw that the hero in that moment was more honorable than the villain. And he always viewed the villains as more honorable to begin with. So in that moment, he helped the hero out because the hero stood more to the anti-villain standards than the villain. So he's a nev- he's never ever standing on one platform. He stands on whoever stands with his ideals, and those ideals, though basic, very hard to live up to. The honesty, the self-understanding, and hard resolve—you can't. That's a hard thing to live up to. The anti-villain is all those things in one person. Let's test the fire. The definition of an anti-villain is very much the opposite of an anti-hero. And that is, a character of a heroic goal, personality traits and virtues, who is ultimately a villain. Their desire to end a good thing, but their means to get it is evil, or wrong, or undesirable, or whatever you look at it as. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't always match how people should act. Society is very stringent on things. Society doesn't like change. So whether the act is good or bad is up to society's point, but the anti-villain is the guy who will to will go against the change of society. And it is something that is very ingrained in the character. Cause he is willing to make that sacrifice of a personal goal. He understands what it takes to get there. There are four types of anti-villains. Okay, the first one is the noble anti-villain. What is the noble anti-villain? That's the one I've mainly been talking about, which is the one of a code of ethics, code of conduct. That he's he does bad things and he wants ultimate goals, but he has a code of ethics that he only follows. And if you follow his code of ethics. He'll help you or respect you in some way, shape, or form, and people inherently gravitate towards him because you can see it, right? The second is the pity anti-villain. The pity anti-villain is the guy with the sad backstory who, by all accounts, deserves his outcome he desires, either by losing a family or by losing a job. Or well, anything in that vein, right? A loss of something, and he is now, in return, trying to get his life back. He's trying to get back what's his and the joy he once had. Or even the peace of regular people, right? Uh, Superman Saad is a good example of this anti-villain trope of the pity one. He lost his planet, and he comes to Earth to kill it, but because he wants to re- reinvigorate all the Kryptonians... He wants to bring back Krypton. Because that is what he only knows what to do. That is his reasoning. Well-intentioned anti-villains are the third one. We all know them. It's the people who want to make you a millionaire. Or who... I don't know. Like Luthers. Well, if if he's an anti-villain in this case. A well-intentioned person who wants... Who really does want that a good thing to happen. But because he doesn't believe in all good things. And he doesn't believe that good things can come from the system that you're born into. You must do negative things. Bad things. And a well-intentioned anti-villain? Spot on of what people can do. A mercenary, an assassin. He, He just knows he has to get stuff done. And he's out for the good of mankind or the good of the good, right? But he's pushing other stuff because he knows that good people either stop him towards the end or his outcome will ultimately be a good outcome in his head. Last but not least, I would have to say in this, it's the villain only in name. This one's a unique one. This is a kind of villain that is very much a character who would be the hero of another story if there wasn't another character involved. A show that does this right now, actually, pretty well, is Karate Kid. Uh, not Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, my bad. In Cobra Kai, what essentially happens is this. Miguel and Robbie are both essentially main characters, and they're both antagonistic towards each other, and because of that, each one is a villain to another person, but watch their eyes from Robbie's show, from Robbie's eyes, and you get it. And same with Miguel. They're both just people who look at each other with villainous eyes because of events that happened previously. And I think that's a very good thing to have in a story, because that kind of anti-villain is more realistic. When you want a realistic character like that, right? Like, people aren't always on your side because sometimes the motives don't match each other. And someone is always someone else's villain. That, my friend. which called an anti-villain, though. Because they're good, but they're bad to you. Because they don't match your morals or your code of ethics. So don't, you know, the anti-villain is multiple facets of many things. He knows what he wants. He knows who he is. Forger's Last Stand. So, the anti-villain. In a nutshell, something very cool, man. The anti-villain is someone who's good, but bad. Bad, but good. It's kind of just like this thing that knows. He's kind of like a person who knows what he wants. And sometimes he doesn't care how he, he's going to get it. And he sees himself as the bad guy still. But he knows who he, what he is. And he knows what he wants. And just will always stay who he is. Whether the world sees him as evil or good. The four types of anti-villains, all those are relevant. The noble anti-villain is respectable because of his code of ethics. The pity anti-villain is respectable because of his backstory. Because of all the trauma he goes through, people understand that. People understand that trauma is one way of getting back, you know? Sometimes you do deserve revenge at the people who did it wrong to you. The well-intentioned hero... An anti-villain—I mean, my bad. The well-intended anti-villain is someone who is very much a dangerous foe. Cause good ideas, bad practice—you could call this um, your general, your, your your general, uh, your U.S. your military general in any military movie. Where he's too hush, and he believes, and he, he knows what's right. He's a well-intended anti-villain. He's not bad. He's doing everything for the good. Of the group, of society, or whatever he's doing good for. And a villain only in name? That's an easy one. Sometimes sometimes you're the villain in someone else's story. And they view your actions as evil. While you don't, while you view their actions as evil. So in turn, you're both anti-villains to each other's eyes. And you get to see growth in that sense. A big thing about anti-villains is, they're like heroes more than you are villains. And it's quite astonishing. Final Burn! Listen, the anti-villain is a narrow type type of character, right? He is he is just a beast of a character who isn't bad and isn't good, but he but he knows who he is, right? On some definitions, it's where you stand. On others, it's the outcome. But no matter what happens, he's not playing hero and he knows it. He knows he's a villain to someone else. The anti-villain is more connected to heroes than they are to the villains solely on the fact that they and themselves know what they have to do has to get done there is no going back there is no maybe we can try something else no this is this is the final straw there is nothing more than this the anti-villain is something much more decisive than an anti-hero where the anti-hero is trying to be good but he's doing some bad things to get there the anti-villain knows he's bad but doing it for the good reason Right? It's a flip like everything else. The anti hero is more connected to the villain. But the anti-villain is more connected to the hero. For all sides are drawn. And the sides that you pick won't always be what it is with an anti-villain. The anti-villain is high moral. to a high moral character. He will not forsake what he believes He isn't greedy for money. He's not trying to destroy the world for fun. He's trying to bring a better outcome to the world through his own actions. Through the actions of his will. And the reaction of his actions are also considered once he does what he does. Hopes, dreams, all of these things the does think about. A code of ethics is a strong characteristic of, the, of this trope. It is as hard as any hero. It is even harder than a hero sometimes. Their code of ethics will not be broken. If not, then they're just as bad as the other people who call themselves villains. Undecisive sometimes, angry for no reason. They're logical. They think of everything. And that, my friends, G-Metal loves about the empty They are all over the place, they know what they want, and there is something admirable about them. There is something good to learn about everyone. Remember that one hey it's g metal i thank you for everything that's coming i have a lot more fun episodes planned for the future i appreciate anyone that comes here and listens to the podcast uh if you have any 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 ideas anything you want to hear me talk about send to my social medias but other than that to everyone who listens stay metal and be yourself